up in there. Hey, you guys. What's yeah. going on? It's Friday. Fucking Man. finally. And I mean, I thought I was in the, uh, in the video next. No, you're yeah. not. Okay. You're well into right. this video. Okay. Right. <laughs> I'm in the right video. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah. Jenny's so not feeling going... well. She's sick. Yeah, well, you know. She's mad at me. <laughs> She's mad at me because I wanted to go out. He wants to go to mannequins again. Yeah. Why? I don't. I don't know. I don't understand it. So I guess I we're going. I guess we're going. But see, here's the deal. If we go there and fucking, I'm gonna have a horrible time, probably. I'll, we'll just come back early. Well, you wanted to go, so we're going. <laughs> That's how it works. Yeah, you I made, wanted to go. You I'm made me mood. rush and like put new makeup on and shit. I'm, like I'm in the mood to go. Okay. Whatever. If you're not in the mood to go, I mean, you can stay here. I can go. But she's like, uh, uh, uh. I ain't letting him down there by himself. That's what she, that's what you know. That's well, no, I mean, if you're going out, then I guess I'll go out too. It's like you, you know, go out. You're gonna complain the whole time. How do you know? But I it's just well, I the thing about it is I, that I think you'll probably have a good time, and you'll forget about about it. Get a few drinks in, and you'll probably have a good time. But well, know, I don't you know. Well, it depends on who's there, doesn't it? Yeah. I thought I was gonna have a good time last time, but we mostly look did. how that worked. We out. mostly did. see. Here's the thing, man. <laughs> Women don't deal well with trauma. You know, trauma changes them negatively. Fucking every time I got into trouble or some kind of trauma happened, I just got stronger. Like the thing. Or like the blob. Or yes, some shit yes. Like that. We all know it you're so grow. much cooler just than grow. everybody else. You know, yeah, I just don't, you know what I mean? Just, it's just... Uh, we had a whole discussion, like, yeah. in the car when Sophie was here. And I said, look, I just <laughs> like to go to a place... I like Barbarella on Saturdays yeah. better because it's like, I like to go to a place where I know pretty much everybody. You don't have a bunch of randos walking in. I can just yeah. dance and not worry about getting groped yeah. or... You know, scoped on and shit like that. It's like it's relaxing. I like yeah. to go. I don't like to go to a place where I'm constantly having to watch out for yeah. fucking creeps. It's not fun for me. It's anxiety inducing, and it's yeah. like I feel like I can't relax, and I already feel like I can never relax because I'm always working. So yeah. it's like I really don't like having to be in a place where I constantly have to be on like guard looking for people. That was just that one night though that that happened. Yeah, but there's always douches in there though. Yeah, but I beat them up. I'd yeah, and up. then you're going to end up in prison, nah, and then nah, I'm going to nah. be stuck in nah. Sanford. Nah. Yeah, you right. know? It's like, it's going to go simple badly. Guys, it's going to go badly. Nah. It's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. You know? You're going to go to there, and it's going to be it's gonna be just like one of the other nights before where nothing happened. That was just a one-off. It's just, you know. But it's just like, we had this whole discussion, and then like two days later, he's completely forgotten about it. <laughs> like, yeah. about, about what I said. I'm definitely not going to get run off. I don't let no motherfuckers run me off. I'm See, I think off. that's the only reason that's that he wants to it. go back, because he's like, it's oh, well, of... I don't want anybody to think that I'm scared. And then I, but he doesn't give a shit, like, if I don't want to go or not. You don't have to go. <laughs> you don't have to go. I mean, I still, like I said, it's like, I like some of the people that go there. I love Big Tom. It's just kind of like, I wish that they didn't let those fucking rando fucking people in there. Are you going, Dave? That would make me feel better if, if, if you would go. He's going. Because then at least I can, like... Yeah, she can trust you to protect I can, like, hang out by you. (laughs) Listen to this shit. She just thinks I'm going to turn into the fucking Tasmanian devil. You probably are. You are going? Okay, good. Yeah, they're they're going. I feel a little bit better. Everybody's going. Well, nobody, no, hardly anybody was there last week. No, it's going to be like Dave was there, Anna was there, like a couple people we knew were there, but that was about it. They'll be there. That was about it. Annie will be there. Fucking yeah, it'll it'll be you'll you'll know a lot of people there. And fucking man, everybody, everybody stuck together when that shit went down. Everybody was together. Yeah, I know. You only got knocked down for a few seconds. Well, that's I know that, that's but it's I like... Got, that's because 
they maybe let him go. You know, they talk. You know. <laughs> Dave says I'll hang with you guys this time. <laughs> What's up, Pookie? Pookie's yeah. looking at me like you're fucking crazy. Yeah, I he am is. Crazy. Daddy is crazy. crazy. Pookie knows. It's not crazy. It, yeah, it is. It is not crazy. Sebastian said, I thought it was Saturday, not complaining that. Well, the show, well, okay, well, we did it Saturday last week because um, Sophie was here and we went out last Friday, which yeah. was the whole incident, like we said on the last live stream. And then we went out again Saturday night. So we moved it so I wouldn't have to rush and come home and like go out and stuff. But then I this week I rushed and came home and <laughs> just like you know what I mean and and I'm sick too on top of it so that's that's pretty awesome and I don't want to have cold medicine but I don't want to take it because you're not supposed to take it on alcohol because it'll fuck up your liver but um and everybody's on the lookout for that dude if that, they're not gonna let him in he's bad for life all right and there's all these lookouts I don't remember what the dude looks like but if he goes in there I will instantly know because somebody will tell me all I remember is that Sophie said he had Jeffrey Dahmer glasses on. <laughs> that's all. I, and it, I remember his hair was long, but that's about all that I remember. Yeah. Like, I don't really remember what he looked like. Because I barely saw the dude. Because, yeah. like I said, when he was kind of, like, trying to creep, I was just trying not to look at him. Because you can't make eye contact, like I said. You make eye contact, and then they start getting ideas. So you always have to, like, pretend they're not there. Man, I had, I had um, people DMing me about that dude. And in, on the video, Anna was talking about it. About yeah, I saw it. she yeah. commented on yeah. it. Because she, she said, oh, we were worried that you'd hit your head. And I was yeah. like, well, I did, but not hard. Yeah. Like, it was mostly my... It was funny because my hand, like, really hurt when I came home. Yeah. And then, like, after it stopped hurting, I was at work and I was in the bathroom and I looked at my hand and, like, it was all green. Yeah. Like, it's, like, it's faded now, but it was, like, it was all green the other day, like, a couple of days ago. Andy DM'd me and said that, yeah, that dude, she spit in his face one time to get rid of him, and it still didn't get rid of him. What's, she, like, is he, like, stupid, or? Yeah. He's, he lives brain in the area. Brain damage or li something? He lives in the area, gets fucked up, and, and, and can't behave. Clearly. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> he gets thrown out constantly. But and that, will they still let him back in, though? Like, well, after yeah, he gets now, thrown out, and Tom, then they let him back Tom in? Tom said he's bad for life. He can't come in. Okay. He did say that. Yep. All right. According Man, to Annie. I think it was Annie that said that. That he's banned for life? He's banned for life, yeah. He can't okay. come back in. Wouldn't it be funny? Well, I, I don't know how if this would be funny, but, like, what if he came back in, like, a disguise? But, like, a really bad disguise, so everybody, like, knew it was him. <laughs> Uh, it depends. <laughs> like, yeah, like an Inspector Gadget use... trench coat on or some shit. <laughs> and a fake mustache. It's funny. It's like, I don't know why I, I will, just thought I of will that. call the security, even though <laughs> I'm twice the size of the security guards. <laughs> I'd rather have them do it. And then if, but if, uh, if well, yeah, you like know, I said, fucking... I don't want you going to jail. Yeah. I mean, you know. I ain't going to fold him up that bad. He's got to press charges. Well, yeah. He won't. He won't. He won't. Then you can press charges on him assaulting you. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. Pr I could have. Of course you could have. Now that I think about it. Yeah. I, pro I wasn't thinking about it at the time because I yeah. was so that's surprised. That's why he didn't come back. Cause that's why he didn't come back because you could have gotten him for assault and in front of a jury, he'd be fucking toast. Doing Fuck, that no, I should have done it. Yeah. I, there was lots of witnesses. Yeah. Shit, it's probably too late now, isn't it? Mm -mm. That would have been awesome. No, statute limitations is probably a couple months. Probably really? uh, six months. Probably. All right, I might look into that. Yeah. What if that dude's out there watching? <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking about pressing charges. That'd be cool. <laughs> I was just, somebody was this way. Hey man, I wouldn't talk about this assault, and this and that. Man, you're admitting to assault. It's not how it works. A person here has to um, press charges, 
and it would be a bunch of witnesses against him. And uh, you can do, in this state, you can do whatever you have to to defend somebody else. So defense of others, I was, I was defending Jenny and Soph. Yeah, no. You can up, up to and including deadly force if you feel that it's necessary, if you think it's necessary. I mean, to, I don't think anybody, I don't think he would get anybody on his side, like, witnessing. No, no. the whole bar hates him. Because he was definitely, the whole bar uh, hates him. I got nothing but thank yous. The catalyst for that shit. Yeah. So, yeah, apparently, I had never seen the dude before, but yeah. um, apparently other people told us that he had been creeping around for a while. Okay. So it, everybody was happy that he got I mentioned it. I mentioned it in the fucking... In that other show, man, I cannot believe that these dudes are from a Western country, that these are Western men. They don't have any fucking game or no knowledge of clubs and club culture. Well, it's like, even if you don't, to, like, just keep... How to fucking I don't behave. understand, like, just keep to yourself. Yeah. It's like, why is that hard? Like I said, I don't yeah. understand why that's so difficult for some and, people. And here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. I don't want... I, was, I went back and listened to some of the stuff that I said, and I was right, but I was hoping that it, or I was hoping that it wouldn't be misinterpreted. I'm not saying that men shouldn't approach women. They should. But if a woman says no, you got to go. You got to go. That's what I mean. And I That's said that. I said that on the show last week. I said, right. I'm not offended by a dude, as long as they're not being creepy or yeah. aggressive or anything right. like that. If they just come up and very politely, like, yeah. say, oh, can I buy you a drink or something like that? I'm not offended by that. Yeah. But if I say no, thank you or something like that, then fuck off. Like, yeah. if you hang around, then you're becoming yeah. a problem because that says to me like right there that you have no understanding of boundaries yeah. and that if i say no to other things then you are also not going to listen to yeah. me about that so yeah and that's I mean, not something that that i want to deal with <laughs> i did many many years as a single man you know what i mean and if you don't approach women you're not going to get any action and then women will complain men aren't approaching us well the thing is though is looking they they want chad to approach them or Tyrone, okay? They're, they're, it's a certain type of guy that they, they want the guys that they like to approach them, and it's up to her whether or not she thinks you're 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 worthy or not, you know. And there are some situations where you could be you could be chat as shit, and she's gonna say no to you because she's with a guy or she's with friends and doesn't want to fucking. There's all or a lot she of doesn't sh like Chad. She just doesn't like me. Well, no, <laughs> well, no Chad is the guy that you like. That's just his generic. You know, if you if you think he's, you know, there's goth chads, you know, fucking Chad is just like that. It just reminds yeah, me. Yeah, it's just a generic desire. Some, some douche in a Desi polo shirt. With generic desirable guy. Yeah, like the Chad. like the villain in an '80s high yeah. school comedy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of like what that reminds me of. Like the jocks in Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's who that makes me think of. And I'm like, yeah, no, thank you, <laughs> no, thank you. You're not gonna get anywhere. Mango says, good evening, one and all. Are we all sober? Uh, for right at, now? at this moment, for right now, we yeah. are. Right now, we are. <clears throat> Man, my voice sounds really, really bad. Really, really bad. I took, I stopped at um, Circle K this morning so I could buy some cold medicine. Because I said to myself, I didn't have anything to eat for, uh, you know, for breakfast, like, in the house. So I said, you know what? I'm going to stop at Circle K because I could get fucking cold medicine anyway. I said, I'm going to try out their iced coffee. And I was all excited about it because, you know, little things. So I stop, I put ice in the cup, and then I go over to the iced coffee machine and I go to the mocha one because all the other one they had was vanilla and fuck vanilla. So it's like, so I put the mocha in there and it was water with a little bit of coffee. And I was like, really? Really? 
the one time that I stopped at fucking Circle K to get an iced coffee, and I was all looking forward to it because I hadn't had any breakfast, and it was coffee water. Great. Yeah. So I had to get vanilla anyway. But it was actually pretty good. It tasted yeah. kind of like a Frosty. What's up, Hernandez? <laughs> oh, and we're going to get on um, um, Black Hawk Down soon. Yeah, we're, we're going to talk about that on yeah. um, Sunday. I've been hearing about that movie. I've on been, Sunday's show. I hear about that movie. I know that's a good movie. And I haven't seen it, man, so thank you for sending that to me. That was like a deluxe issue, I think, that, a, a deluxe edition of that, I think, that you sent me. That, I've been hearing about that one, and then some other... Other dudes are saying that I need to see Blood Diamonds. I've never seen it. Oh, I saw it. Is it good? Um, I remember it being good, but uh, I saw it on an airplane. All right. So I don't know if I... Because I think I was flying to London and I watched it. So why do I watch these fucking heavy-ass movies on planes? I don't know. Yeah. But it's, you know, it takes my mind off it, I guess. But I remember it being really good. Yeah. But it was a long time ago. Yeah, uh, there's a scene it. where he's running around. It, it's not Leonardo DiCaprio. Is uh, is it? Yes. Is it? Is it? Yeah. I think it is He's, run, he's running around with a damn cult. XM-177, little fucking Colt carbine. I got one. I built one. Uh, it looks just like it. Fucking same optics and everything. Because I liked, I always liked the old XM-177s, the old Colt car 15s. I always liked those. When I was in service, fucking only real badass units got issued those. I was always lusting off them. So I, I, I did build my own. But uh, that appears in Blood Diamonds, that, that carbine. It's a slightly different version of it. But... Because mine has a removable carry handle. You can't get the fixed carry handle uppers anymore. But some guys know what I'm talking about. But evidently PSA is coming out with a whole retro line kit. And one of the kits is going to be that fucking blood diamond fucking carbine kit. Man. With a fucking fixed fixed A1 upper. Fixed carrying handle A1 upper. With a skinny pencil barrel. So that's going to be good. And then, you know, in PSA, they got reasonable prices. So, uh, looking forward to that. Jenny has no idea what I'm talking about. I don't care uh, either. Yeah, she don't give a shit. <laughs> it's not so much she I don't know shit. what you're talking about. I just don't care. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool shit. <laughs> I also heard that God of War is good. Is it supposed to be kind of funny? Um, it's Nicolas Cage, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, God of War is supposed to be good. I haven't heard much about that. but I mean, I have heard a little bit of like He's talk about plays it. plays but... like an international arms dealer. Yeah, that's right. Nicol is Nicolas Cage in every movie now? Yeah, he's in all movies. I swear to God, like, every time I see a new movie, I'm like, how is Nicolas Cage in another fucking movie? He's got all those taxes to pay off. I know that, but it's yeah. like, how can he have, like, time to... It's just like... I know this is like kind of weird, but it's like it's just like every time that I, you know, go on Hulu or something, and I'm like, Gordon Ramsay has another show on. When does the dude fucking sleep? He can't yeah. ever sleep. He has like 40 million shows, and they're all going like simultaneously. Because I just went, I just finished Hell's Kitchen, like the last season of that, and then now there's a new season of Next Level Chef. I'm like, when the fuck? Jesus Christ, the dude is everywhere. I don't understand how he has time to do all of this stuff. I just don't. Louis says that Blood Diamonds is good. Yeah, it's, it's, I remember it being really good. And Zach said that uh, DiCaprio is like does the best delivery of a South African accent by a by a. Yeah, I remember him not embarrassing yeah. himself. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I want to see it. Not now. like I'm an expert in South yeah. African accents, but you can. I'm always like really sensitive to when there's an actor that I know is not of the nationality that they're portraying and they're doing an accent so I'm always like really critical because it's I'm always like listening for that I'm like you're gonna fuck it up you're gonna fuck it up you're gonna fuck it up you know what I mean so it's always good when they don't fuck it up 
but it's much better when like like we talked about uh, a lot like when we first started watching Walking Dead and like we didn't I didn't realize that like a couple of the actors on there were British so I was like it's always better when that happens when it's like actors that are not the nationality that they're portraying but they you don't know you know what I mean and it's yeah. like you can't tell it because I couldn't tell the difference until yeah. like later on and I was like oh yeah once you know like then you can kind of pick at it but I didn't it, the worst of all times is Ke- Keanu Reeves his British accent. Poor Keanu, and I love Keanu. Reeves, yeah, he's great, man. man fuck, hey, hey, uh, first of all, he's a good man. He's a good dude. He seems like he, the nicest yeah. dude imaginable, yeah, which yeah. is awesome. Yeah. Which is awesome. He's. I have never heard a single person yeah. complain like, "Oh, he's an asshole" or anything like no, that. Never. Everybody likes him. Everybody just thinks he's the sweetest and dude ever. He fucking knows motorcycles. He had his own little motorcycle company. Knows everything about the history of motorcycles. Big into him. And another thing that people don't realize is Reeves can fucking shoot, man. I've seen him at uh, close quarter combat ranges, and he's a fucking great fucking... He's great with a weapon. Real good. Now, what he's training for is kind of not realistic. Multiple targets at close range and shit just popping up, and he would never survive anything like that. But he's just got good shooting reflexes. He's real good. Very natural. I wouldn't fuck with him. He's good. And that's, you know, usually actors aren't any good. Although I gotta say, Tom Cruise is good with a gun. And a motorcycle. And an aircraft. Even though he's kind of cheesy, he can deliver. And I still haven't seen Maverick. Everybody said it was great. Yeah, I mean, you know, the yeah. longer it goes, like, without us seeing it, the less enthusiastic I am about it. Well, like I said, I didn't really You're like... You're not streaming it yet. I didn't really like the first Top Gun all that much. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of generic. I didn't like it. Well, like I said, it was just very cheesy. It, yeah. it had that whole, like, 80s rah-rah, like, super yeah. cheesy kind of, and I was just like, meh. It wasn't that exciting It's either. just, like, super cringy. It wasn't that exciting either. I mean, it's funny. Like, it's funny because it's kind of, like, homoerotic without really seeming to realize that it's homoerotic. I think they did. Well, I don't I know they, if the actors realized no, it. I'm I sure the, the screenwriters realized yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> I think the director and the guys who were shooting. Right. Them, I, I think, think they just thought it was gonna, funny that, like, yeah. everybody, yeah. We're going to make this shit gay as fuck flying through the air. Fucking playing volleyball. Yeah, yeah. I mean, seriously. All right, guys. Fucking rub that. Oil yourselves up. Yeah, come on. Take your shirts off. Oil yourselves up. <laughs> This is straight as shit. Okay, don't worry about it. <laughs> super, super manly. This is straight as shit, man. Super manly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Louis says Maverick is on Paramount Plus. Is it? Oh yeah. Okay. Maybe, maybe I should get that. There's a lot of good shit on there. What did I say I was gonna get the other day? Because it had um, Megan on it. Oh, Peacock Premium. Yeah, I think um, somebody said that they gave it. Was that David? Dave said that, da- he, da- that Dave he would said, give us his password. Yeah, he's got a password. <laughs> I mean, I think it's only $5 a month, I think. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know. It's not that... How like how many fucking streaming services do I pay for? I don't pay for Netflix anymore. You pay for Netflix. But I yeah. think I pay for... I have my own Amazon Prime. I pay for Shudder. I pay for Hulu. Um, I pay for BritBox. I pay for HBO Max. Yeah. I mean, that's tied in with my phone plan, but still, my phone plan is $65 or $70. BritBox is only two ninety nine. Yeah, because it's just an add-on. Yeah, yeah. I keep meaning to, like, look on there and see, because I love, like, British shows and stuff. I got those old British shows. even got the goodies on there from back in the 70s. Holy shit. Yeah. Hey do, they have, hey, do they have the young ones on there? I think they do. <gasps> I think they do. I might have to rewatch those. Like, the young I've, ones I've, and the comic strip. I, that was yeah. one thing that I meant to look for because I haven't seen those in such a long time. You probably have Absolutely Fabulous on there. Ooh, that's good too. Yeah. I love Absolutely Fabulous. Yeah. 
Have you? Did you watch it? Yeah. Oh yeah. my god, that was so fucking funny. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I really. I had a friend that used to um, that used to tape it for me back in the yeah. old days, when there was. What was tapes. the one for you British people? What was the one where they were? Uh, it was in the seventies. It was about a bunch of people working in a department store. Are you being served? Are you being served? That shit was fucking funny. I know that, that's like old school. Yeah, old school shit. That shit was funny as shit. Another one that was good was uh, Dad's Army. Oh yeah, yeah that yeah. was good too. These old codgers fucking in the British like yeah. their version of like the reserves or the or not even the reserves or like the auxiliary reserves. They're just old veterans like in their seventies and eighties back in England in World War Two. And I think they were just doing things like manning searchlights and shit like that. You know, just the, the funny shit that they were doing. Funny shit. Yeah, I kind of remember seeing it. Well, because um, I kind of, I watched all those kind of like old British shows. Because like, you know, I used to be married to a British person. And so like he showed me all of the like old shit that he had grown up watching. Um, now, one of the ones that is that was still really funny was Only Fools and Horses. I don't know if you've mm. ever seen that, but that's, like, super funny. But um, he also showed me, like, Steptoe and Son, which is what our show Stanford and Son was based on. Okay. Which I think a lot of people don't know that that was based on a British show, but it was. Okay. But, um, but yeah, it was, like, a similar thing where they, I think they worked in it, like, in a, it was a junkyard, right? Yeah. Because I remember my grandma used to live Well, it was a house that, had, that was selling junk through it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like a junkyard, like kind of. Yeah. <laughs> it was the size of a house at the yard out front. I mean, I want to think of junk. When I'm thinking of a junkyard, I'm thinking of like some mini acres, like right. 50 acres of junk. It wasn't that. It was. It was in a neighborhood. It was a salvage place. Yeah, it's been a long it time since I've seen it. I just remember like watching it because my grandma and grandpa were always watching it. So I remember it always being on at my grandparents' yeah. house. That and they were. They they always watch that and like the Jeffersons. Yeah. And um, what else did they watch all the time? I kind of feel like they watched all of the like fucking good times and shit. Now I can't remember like all those fucking shows they used to watch in the seventies. <laughs> You're in there talking about James Bond. No, Slash Fred's talking about Benny Hill. Oh yeah. We yeah. had Benny Hill. Like I saw yeah. it in the seventies. Like we had it on. The weird thing is that we had you know PBS. Like a lot of PBS stations would show a lot of old British stuff. So they'd show like Benny Hill or Doctor Who yeah. or um, Are You Being Served or yeah. what was that other one like Good Neighbors or Good What the fuck was the name of that? Yeah, that that really twee one. I don't yeah. I don't remember. In the early eighties, they'd play Benny Hill on television. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In California. I don't know if that was nationwide, but I think, and I think it was on PBS. I think they played it on PBS. Yeah, public, public broadcast. That's what I just said. Yeah. And I think I think Benny Hill actually made made me a boob freak. I think, because I think that was my first exposure to porn like material. They'd have those damn stripper type He'd girls see all the around. boobies bouncing. Yeah, damn, yeah, and they're fucking. They'd have little clips for his fucking dancing. And, and that shit. just took up his whole entire brain, and that's, that's still, just, yeah, how, how, and it, and it's it still infused, like that nowadays. It got infused <laughs> in earlier. It got infused early into me. And then they were... What was so funny is that Betty Hill was getting all this fucking flack, you know, they were about being some kind of a sexist and shit like that. But actually, no, evidently he was like real um, um, mild-mannered and um, kind of a simpy... And was making fun of his own simpiness, and I, I think he lived alone. In, in by by American standards, very humble house. And uh, 
the way he looked at it is that he was making fun of his own inadequacy around women. Making, you know, joking of how him and the other dudes were so fucking simpy. Well, see, that's the thing. I kind of feel like comedy is sort of difficult to do because there's like a fine line between... I, I think about this a lot because I think that... I was thinking about it in terms of like mystery science theater because some people were kind of like, well, there's a fine line between making fun of something and making fun of the attitudes about that something. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of like, um, for example, like I kind of feel like back in the nineties or the two thousands, like sometimes on MST, they would make like a lot of kind of like gay jokes but they weren't make they weren't necessarily making fun of gay people they were making fun of people's attitudes then towards about yeah. towards it yeah. so it's like it's a subtle distinction but it's a pretty important distinction yeah you know to, what i mean today they would just paint it with a broad brush saying it's homophobic well i mean they did <laughs> back then yeah. too it's just i mean you know that's that's nothing new yeah. but i'm just saying that you really have to like you have to look at the way that the comedy is constructed yeah. because a lot of times they're not making fun of of, you know the marginalized person or whatever they're making, making fun of the reaction they're making it. fun of the reaction to them or like the you know the way that people react to them so it, like i said it's kind of a subtle distinction but it's one that people kind of need to because you know comedy is a lot more subtle than people give it credit for i guess i think there's people that are a lot of people that are under a certain iq number that can't grasp comedy very well they, they're offended by it because they don't they can't see they can't detect the, like you said, they can't detect the nuances in there. Right. You know? Well, a lot of people can't detect yeah. nuance in a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's an issue. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, and particularly in comedy, you really can't, because you can make fun of something, but not like in a mean spirited way. You know what I mean? Even though yeah. it kind of sounds mean, but I don't know. It's like, I'm, I feel like I'm not explaining it right, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Um, wait, let me see. Who would you rather hang with, Benny Hill or Benny Hinn? Well, that's an easy question. Yeah. <laughs> is Benny Hinn still alive? I don't know who that is. That sounds like a cook. No, he's that televi- He's that evangelist. Oh, I he know. used to be on TV all the time, and he had this fucking crazy-ass hair, and it was gray, and it was, like, swooped over, like, like that. Yeah. He was on all the billboards and stuff, and he was the one that would just be like, whoa, and like knock the people. I know, I guess a lot of them did that, but I think that was like kind of what he was famous for. Televangelists are entertainers. He might be dead now. I cannot understand how anybody can take them seriously. They are a lot of people do that, which blows my fucking mind. They're obviously entertainers. I kind of want to do a show about that, but yeah. <laughs> like about television. Because I used to, back in the 90s, I used to get really, I was really. Um, I was I kind of hate watched some of them because yeah. I because because I couldn't I, believe yeah I was like people really take this fucking seriously yeah. the one that I watched most I saw some of Benny Hinn but he was kind of boring because no he would just normally like knock people over and I'm just like okay whatever that's a plant but um the one that was interesting to me because he was so freaky and so obviously like a charlatan was I mean they all are but he yeah. was very obviously a charlatan was um what was his name Robert Tilton. Yeah, yeah, Tilton. Yeah, um, and he would just, like, be on the show. And he his big thing was, and this blows my mind that people fell for this, but they did. Millions of people did. Um, he would say, well, you have to, 
give out of your need. Right. Like, you, you in, in other words, like, send me money, and then God will reward you right, by yeah. giving you money. Yeah. You are needy and poor, but if you send me your money, God will make you rich. That's what he's saying. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's prosperity gospel, yeah. which is... To me, that's, like, atrocious because you're just, like, targeting the most vulnerable people that don't have the money and maybe don't have the intelligence or the wherewithal yeah. to, yeah. like, not send you, like, their last fucking $10 that they needed it's for groceries. blatant charlatanism. I mean, it's blatant. like, I don't know how they can sleep at night. Yeah. That's awful. I just, like, couldn't do that. I just couldn't do that to people. I, I remember I used to watch Tammy Faye Baker. And, and, I and really want to do a show about and, that. Yeah, we ought to do a show. About I think that. I put it in the poll, yeah. but it didn't win. But yeah. it's like I, I'll put it in the poll again. I really do <laughs> want to do a fake. show about those two. They were obviously fake. Obviously fake. I still want I to mean, see that I movie, was, The Eyes of Tammy Faye. I was a, I was a teenager. Fucking watch. I'd go through that, and that'd be on like some of the channels. That was. What channel was that on? It was on some of the cable channels, but they were like the. There was channels. a channel called. It was like a turn. PTL. Praise the praise the Lord. That's right. PTL. That's right. PTL, PTSD, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> you might be up at three o'clock in the morning and nothing's on. And then right? You, you yeah, back that. in the day, back like the nothing day. was on. You turn that shit on and you'd fucking goof on that. Some infomercials Faye. and yeah. televangelists. And I was looking at Tammy Faye's fat little face, man. She was cute actually when she was young. She was cute. She had this fat little face. She looked like a hamster, and she was tiny. <laughs> yeah, with these huge fucking eyelashes. Well, yeah, they, I kind of feel like she Shoot. piled them on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I don't even know if they right. make fake eyelashes no, that no, no. egregious. That, she some custom eyelashes or something, man. That was some shit she got. I think she on. just put some she, on and then glued some onto the end and she, glued some onto the end. She got that shit from the hooker shop. All right, that was Probably. Those, that, that I was mean, like, they do have big ones nowadays. That was, but. The shit from the hooker shop. <laughs> but, and then, like, her husband would come out. And I was, I was just in disbelief, you know what I mean, that people could take this seriously it was obviously entertainment to me you know i was like no you know what i mean they're full of shit and i was looking at tammy faye and i was i remember being like i don't know 17 18 i'm going i bet you that chick's a freak and i was looking at her i bet i bet that bitch is a total fucking freak and then i'm looking at her husband and i'm going and i'm going like i'm like she's not just fucking him she's fucking some other dudes too I, I, you know, I was, and maybe I was also real, some other species. I, I wouldn't well, like was, to speculate. He was fuck, he, <laughs> well, fucking. What was his name? Jim Baker. He was fucking that chick that ended up being a porn star later on. What was her what, name? Han? Han? Jessica, Jessica Han? Han. Yeah, she yeah. Was fucking Why fine. do I remember that? Holy yeah. shit! That was his secretary. She was fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you saw him coming out of the airplanes and they were being outside the church in this entourage, it's obvious that this is not a, a an ecclesiastical fucking unit. Okay. These are fucking entertainers. Well, yeah. And it's just hard to believe that they just found an you easy had way to gullible, yeah. enough gullible people to keep them in business. They had a lot of money. They and did, they yeah. They made a shit ton of money. It just it makes me sad. It makes me sad that, well, one, that people would be that shitty to like, take advantage of people like that. Because yeah. like I said, I can't do something like that. Yeah. But it's like, they, they don't even give a shit about those people. And it, no. I don't know, it just makes me sad that like people would actually like, oh, I only have like you know, $10 left for this week and I got to buy diapers for the baby, but it's like, I'm going to yeah. send it to these motherfuckers yeah. who already have like 50 bajillion dollars yeah. in airplanes and shit like that. And like, they think that's going to help them. Yeah. And that's like really sad. I never met Tabby Faye. Don't know anything about Tabby Faye Baker, but I guarantee you my fucking slut detection, fucking my f slut detection abilities were fucking honed. 
by the time I was 18 or 19. And I just, and I looked at that woman and I said, man, that chick is a fucking total slut. I, I could tell. I could fucking tell. Well, And probably a good one. Not a bad one, a good one. She was probably a good one. Probably been a lot of fun. Because they had nothing to... They were not religious. They were not religious. That was... No, they're just taking advantage of something that, like, makes a lot of money. She would have been, if she wasn't in that church making all that money, she'd have been a porn star. Guarantee you. I kind of feel like a lot of those kind of people are freaks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because sometimes they feel guilty about being a freak, so it's like they go, like, way in the other direction, at least in public. You know what I mean? Because they're, like, hiding something. I think Jim Baker surrounded himself with sluts. That could disguise themselves as religious people because that was their that was their shtick, that was their business. Yeah, probably behind closed doors, all, yeah. laughing their asses off, laughing their asses off, slapping each other in the ass, having fucking orgies rolling around shit. in piles yeah. of money. All this shit about yeah, all this shit about Tammy not knowing about Jessica and shit. No, no that's not how that went. That's not how that happened. What happened is that the cover got blown, and she tried to probably keep the business. She wanted to keep the business. He got defrocked. Yeah. So she had to play like, oh, I don't know nothing about this. Right. And She's I, had to yeah, like fucking I'm the good distance one. herself. Right. That's what she was trying to do. She knew. She knew. I mean, I feel like it would be hard not to. That was to probably think. a threesome. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. She was probably in on that shit. Yep. Hugo said, comedy is very difficult. I think it's easier to make horror. Yeah, horror is hard too, but I think comedy is probably harder. Although... Comedy and horror are actually really, really similar, and usually people that are really, really good at comedy also make really, really good horror movies, too, because it's a similar, um, and I know it sounds weird, but it's, like, it's a similar setup. I mean, it's all about kind of, like, build-up of tension and then release, you know what I mean? It's just, like, in comedy, obviously, it's, you know, you build up and build up and then you get a laugh, and in horror, you build up and then you just get a scare, but it's kind of the same thing and like a lot of the um same principles apply so like i said yeah. that's kind of why comedians usually make good horror movies um zach says isn't it a thing where hookers say the biggest freaks are the super uptight businessmen types yeah i kind of feel like anybody that's one thing i've heard i don't know if it's true i don't have any statistics on this but i have heard that um real like high powered business people that have like high stress jobs or they like are in charge of like a lot of stuff they're subs yeah they like to be yeah. subs like yeah. they like to go to um to sex workers and just be like made them make them drink out of the toilet and like wear humiliated. dog collars and be humiliated and stuff like that because yeah. i guess it's like a relief i get it like they're i guess trying to unburden themselves right all that damn responsibility somebody else right. gotta be in charge. like somebody else is in charge yeah, yeah, like yeah. it's totally yeah i mean that makes total sense like, you know what I mean? So, I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that's weird or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, uh, saying... Louis, Louis is saying we ought to do one on um, Jimmy... Jimmy uh, Swagger. Jimmy Swagger and all that. Forgive me, I have sinned. I remember when that shit happened. He got caught with all the hookers. They're, they, no. Man. I mean, no. If, they, if, they, if they either get caught with hookers or child <laughs> yeah, porn yeah. or something. Yeah. Had he not been caught, none of that would happen. It would just sort of continued on like it was because yeah. that's who he really was. Those dudes are not religious. They were entertainers. Yeah. Which I, you know, and I just find it funny that people would even consider believing a televangelist, a TV evangelist. Like I said, it just makes me so sad. It made me so sad. I think that was maybe the reason that I hate watch that motherfucker so much, like on TV, like Robert Tilton, you know, like in the middle of the night when I couldn't sleep. Because he would have let, I don't, you know, I'm sure these were real letters by like people sending him, because people sent him money and stuff. So he would like open the letters and. 
you know, read them, and it was just, like, the saddest shit ever. Like, these people were talking about how fucking broke they were and all this other yeah. stuff, and this is my last $20. And I'm like, don't send this motherfucker your last $20. And it's like, what's he gonna do? He's gonna sit there on TV, and he had these little things that were, like, what the fuck were they? Like, little prayer cloths? Yeah. They're just, like, little pieces of paper that he cut out with pinking shears or some yeah. shit like that. And he's like, and just put it b- between his hands, and I'm praying for you, and yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. you're gonna get all this money in your mailbox and stuff, because it was in the yeah. 90s, like, we didn't have the internet yet. Right. And so, like, you know, you'd get money in the mail. And then, you know, and then sometimes he'd have what I'm sure were probably fake um, testimonial type things where people are like, yeah, I sent you my last $10 and then I won the lottery or some shit like that. You know oh, what I mean? Oh, yeah. I so, think they were all fake. Uh, yeah, I'm sure they were. I mean, it's like yeah. maybe there was one that was real that was like a total coincidence, but I'm yeah. sure that no. like most of the time, if 99% you, of the time, that's just fake. If you go back and look at any of that shit, you'll see how scripted and how controlled those broadcasts were. There was no, there was no error, nothing left to chance. Every one of those letters written in by a person, they were a fake letter. It was a way of building up confidence in the viewer yeah. that they would call in the, on the phone and make a donation. That's all it was. Yeah, they, they, they would just make up all those letters. The whole thing was an illusion. What they call it's a con job. Yeah, it's a con job. Mr. 88 said the worst was Ted Haggard. Oh, yeah, I remember that dude. He was president of the National Association of Evangelicals and was caught habitually buying meth and spending a lot of time with gay escorts. Yeah. You cannot write this stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and usually, like I said, the more that people come out and, you know, rail against gay people and rail against this, that, and the other, you know they're doing that. Suspect. You know they're doing that. Anybody who's worried about that, there's some suspect shit going on. Projection. Yeah. But what... When it comes to guys like that, when we're talking about televangelists, they have to start off as a sociopath, all right? Well, you have to be. <laughs> you have to be. To okay. just, like, fuck people over right. like that without yeah. caring about it. And sociopaths have certain, uh, well, they don't have, uh, of course, everything is a mask, and they don't care about breaking any rules. They don't care about lying. They ha- they're, they're under no stress when it comes to lying. They can put them on a damn lie detector, and they don't show any fucking stress. Because uh, this is just natural to them. Well, because they don't care they about don't care. other people. Nope. They don't care that the other person knows that they're lying. Right. They don't give a shit. Right. And then, uh, so that makes you perfect for a job like that. Yeah. Well, sociopath's not going to be doing shit honestly in his private life. He can't, he's not doing anything honest in his business life, but it's definitely not going to be his private life. So if he's a pedo, he's doing that. You know, if he's gay, he's doing that. If he, you know, he'll just do anything. You yeah. know, it doesn't matter. Because um, it's all a lie anyway. There's no concept of, look, I'm portraying one thing in public and making all this money. Shouldn't I feel bad that I'm portraying a false image? No. No, not in their thinking. Well, in they, their don't, thinking they don't have like, a conscience. No conscience. In their thinking, it's just like, oh, no, I, you know, if they want to send me money for my lies, then that's... No one's making them. No one's making them do it. Right, yeah. That's what that's what they're doing. Even though they're completely portraying like a complete false. Yeah, totally false. Right, and it's like, and we can't really, like I said, I don't want to lean too hard on like blaming the victims because some people, you know, let's not be mean, but like some people aren't that smart or they're not yeah. that educated or they really, really, really want to believe it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm not gonna shit on those people for like, oh well, you shouldn't be so dumb to like send your shit to that person. But it's like, I just kind of feel like I, I you know, they have to be sociopaths. To oh do yeah, that. they're sociopaths. They have to definitely. Be. And people go like, well, you can't have a big organization like that and all those crazy people at the top. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yes, you can. Fucking 
uh, once that environment's set up, it'll just attract every sociopath will run towards it like a, the guiding light. And that whole organization will be a bunch of lying motherfuckers. Lying two-faced motherfuckers. And they're, because they're making money. Yeah. But, you know, when nobody's looking, they tell each other the truth. Yeah, we're going to make some money off these fuckers. Dumbasses, you know. Well, yeah. That's yeah. just, they just think it's, they're yeah. a bunch of rubes. Bunch of rubes, yep. That's all. Yep. So, like I said, that just makes me sad because it's shitty. I think that's in most industries. I think most well, corporations yeah, no, are like no that. Shit Poli- it, no shit Politics it is. is definitely like that. Uh, politics is all imitation. It's like it's like fucking the WWE or something. You know what I mean? They're they're pretending to be enemies. They're making money. The corporations have them in their pockets so deep. They just they just sit up there and make money. And it's a fake job. They don't really do anything. That's why it back and it was been that way for thousands of years in these fucking republics. That's why a Roman emperor would do some shit like make a horse his fucking a senator. That was just his way of saying senators don't do anything. Even a horse could be a senator. They didn't do anything. They sat around, collected money, and married teenage girls. That's what they did in ancient Rome. And then they get pissed, you know, the emperor would go, y'all are fucking spinning up the fucking treasury and everything on all these young women. We're going to make all these young hookers. They're all ex-hookers that they're marrying, a lot of them. We're going to put them in the brothels where they belong and work off the fucking debt that you guys are fucking making. I forgot what what emperor did that. I think it might have. I don't think it might have been Caligula. That was just because you know you had sixty year old dudes marrying fucking fourteen year old fucking girls out of brothels. That's what they were doing. Mister eighty eight said, "When your target audience is defined by believing in a magic man in the sky, a con is not too difficult." Yeah, yeah I mean, you know, it's just kind of like. I think that was also the reason, I think I brought this up before, but I think that was also the reason I was kind of fascinated by the whole, um, you know, spiritualism boom and, like, all the seances and, like, all the tricks that they did. And, like, the sad thing was that some people, and this is, like, I don't know, this is really sad to me because I guess some people were just so desperate to talk to their dead loved ones that it didn't matter, you know, all, you know, Houdini and all these other kind of people that went and exposed all these mediums and it's like look they're doing this and that and you know and people were like oh well that one's fake but then maybe this one is real you know what i mean and it's just kind of like wasn't it i think it was carl sagan that called like people believed and i think it was carl sagan that called people that believed like that unsinkable rubber ducks because it's like even if you like tell them even if you expose like i said like houdini exposed like a whole bunch of mediums and like showed all the tricks they did he replicated all their tricks all this, and magicians have been doing it, like, all they can do, like, all the tricks that psychics do and stuff like that. But it's, like, still, people still believe in it. It's like, oh, well, this one is real, though. Even though all of their tricks can be replicated by a magician. All of them. And have been, multiple times. But it's like, some people just want to believe it so bad. Yeah. Now, Mr. Eight, with, uh, you're talking about, you know, the magic man in the sky shit. The televangelists that we're talking about, their target audience was actually, would have been, like, people like my grandmother. You know, they were they weren't our generation, and it's somebody you know, an older woman in her seventies or fucking eighties, living in probably a trailer somewhere in the south or a very small house out in the south. Uh, husband, you know, she's a widow. Uh, not many family members left, and they're just you know they're just waiting to go to the big fucking party in the sky, waiting to check out, and they're just fucking listening to some televangelist that they have the hots for. Okay, he's a sex symbol to him, and uh, they're sending him some money so their soul can go to heaven, type of deal, so they can feel good about himself. So they were doing. That's what the same thing with that. Remember that fucking 
auction channel, QVC, I think yeah, it was. Yeah, it's still on, isn't it? Yeah. Maybe, I don't know. That's all that was. That's just lonely, lonely old ladies. Yeah, because they would, like, call in and they'd just yeah. be, like, talking, tell your whole life story yeah. while they were, like, trying to buy a fucking juicer yeah. or some shit. Yeah. It's kind and of I'm like, like, no one cares about your life yeah. story, Grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> I know that's mean, but it's like, come on. Lonely, lonely old ladies watching television well, buying things that they see. I'm going to say, it's like, I hate, you know, I hate to say, but it's like kind of, maybe like the boomer generation or, like, earlier, it's like... You go, because I used to get this sometimes, too, like, when I worked in a print shop and everything like that. Like, you'd get, like, these old dudes, and they would, like, come in, and it's like they would, you know, they'd need something printed or something, you know, notarized or something. And then they would come in, and then they'd want to talk for, like, hours and hours and hours. And then they would just, like, start fucking ranting about this and that and the other thing, about politics. And it's just, I'm just like, dude, um, we're at work. Yeah, this is a store. (laughs) This is a store. We have, like... (laughs) We can't just, like, stand here and listen to you yeah. all day long. It's, like, not to be an asshole, but shit. Yeah. Well... I mean, it's kind of, I guess it's sad that they don't have, like, a social... No social... Network life. and no. stuff like that, but it's, like, I don't know. I guess it, it's hard for me to, like, understand because I'm kind of, like... Well, you know, I'm kind of, like... Well, one, I'm kind of, like, an introverted person, and it's, like, if there's nobody around to talk to, I don't really give a shit. <laughs> it's, like, uh, I'll just talk to myself. Also, the internet... It's inter- fine. The internet, like, um, you can make comments on videos or interact with people all over the world. So yeah, they don't know how old you are. So, you know what I mean? You could, you could be an old man and you could be commenting to people and they'd respond to you. Right. They don't know how old you are. You could have a whole virtual alternate personality, you know, a catfish is what they call it, you know, fucking doing shit through an avatar, you know, nobody knows, nobody knows you're 80, but they would know that generation. Our generation, we'll probably be able to pull it off in our seventies and eighties. <laughs> we'll be we'll be stealth elderly we'll be like people. Stealth old people. Stealth elderly. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like that's super funny. Well, people aren't quite aging the same way. Yeah, we talked about it. it's kind yeah. of like fascinating. We were talking yeah. about it a little bit, like because like I said, when Sophie was here last week. Yeah. Um, it, I guess it didn't occur to me, but she's. She's young enough to be our kid, which, they, like, I I was like, oh, oh, yeah. yeah. I said, I don't really think about it, but then yeah. I was thinking, oh, yeah, I could be her mom. That's pretty weird. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> I guess. But, uh... Yeah, but she says we are nothing like her parents, so she doesn't have that... Right. She doesn't have that feeling about us, you know? But, mind. well, and that's what we were telling her, like, yeah. when we, you know, we took her to Mannequins on Friday night, and that whole shit happened. But then we took her to Barbarella on Saturday night... Which is, um, you know, that's the 80s night, and it's a much older crowd, so it's a lot more chill. Like I said, yeah. we had, me and Sophie had, like, a much better time, because, you know, we knew everybody, and yeah. you everybody could just, was da- civilized. you could just dance, and, yeah. like, everybody was just like, whatever, man, and, like, yeah. everyone was happy, and yeah. it's just like, everyone was just having a good time, like, nobody yeah. was being a shithead. Yeah, you nobody- got all the gay guys over here, and then you got the straight people over here, and then you- some young people came in, everybody, everybody fucking knows everybody, and it's just... Yeah, it's, it's a whole crowd a that crowd, comes yeah. there, like, every Saturday, yeah. and everybody knows everybody, and everybody, they wait all week. Like, to just go there and dance to, like, some good 80s shit and, like, some post-punk and stuff. And so everybody's just in a good mood. And, you know, so it's so it's nice. It's a nice yeah. vibe. And, like, Sophie was saying that to me, too, in the bathroom. She's like, God, the vibe is, like, so much nicer in yeah. here because everybody knows everybody. And, yeah. you know, everybody's old friends. They've known each other forever. Yeah. And so it's, you know, it, it was, like, a lot nicer. But it's she's like, that's okay. She's like, I would rather hang out with, like, a bunch of 
50 and 60 year olds that were chill and just were there to listen to the music than hang out with a bunch of people her age that were like you know fucking they had a lot of people younger than 50 though yeah i know i'm just saying i was just making like a generalization yeah Yeah, there are like younger people that go there too there was a girl in her 20s went out there fucking ass hanging out through the bottom of her shorts remember her yeah yeah, she wasn't around very long. She well, that's what's people. weird, too. And yeah, I was, you never can't tell what's going to happen. Me and Sophie were talking about this because she likes a lot of 80s music. Now, she doesn't know some of it because, you know what I mean, she wasn't alive back then. So it's like she missed out on some stuff. So she's always kind of like asking about everything. But, um, you know, so her she likes a lot of the goth that came out in like the 90s, which, like I said, by that time, I had already been like, yeah, I don't know. That. I, don't, I don't really like that as much. But um, I so liked the 90s goth. It, some of it was OK. Yeah. But I didn't like the real mainstreamy stuff. Like after it started going mainstreamy, uh, it was I'm like about like London after midnight. And all that well, yeah, yeah, I like that yeah, kind yeah. of stuff. There was there was good shit going on, but it wasn't like the Nine Inch Nailsy, Marilyn yeah. Manson. I don't like that kind of stuff. But um, so yeah, so we were talking about it, and she said, she's like, well, I think because I, I was like, I don't, I'm not sure if it's better. It's like I think that nowadays, because of the internet, because it's so easy to access music from all eras, I kind of feel like music to a large extent has become disconnected from its era yeah. Um, in a way that it never had been. You know what I mean? Because I kind of feel like people had nostalgic feelings about, oh, this song came out. And I think people still have that. But now it's like it's so easy to just like listen to a song on Spotify or whatever. You don't know what fucking year that came out. You're just like, oh, that's a good song, whatever. It could be from like 1955 or it could be from like a minute ago. You know what I mean? You don't really know. So I think that in a, in a way I think that's good. But then I was talking to her and I was like, in a way, though, I kind of feel like and she was agreeing with me about this, this too, is she's like, well, a lot of times, too, like you don't she's like a lot of songs I like from the 80s. Like, I don't have the cultural context of what they were talking about in that song or what was going on at the same time that that song came out. And she's like, so I like to kind of like research that a little bit. Because uh-huh. I said, it's really funny because I was driving home from work and I had my Spotify on and they played, um, it was like Rock the Casbah or something like that. And I said to myself, and I, I thought this, I was like, you know, if people listen to that song now, like it's a great song, but it's like you wouldn't know what they were talking, what about. They were talking about necessarily. Because yeah. that came out in like 1982 and like yeah. the world situation was different yeah. and shit like that. And then we started talking about... Um, like how 80s music cuz one of the one of my favorite things about 80s music <coughs> is that I love that there was like a whole thing where they did like all these like super poppy dance songs that were all about like nuclear annihilation yeah, language like, like Enola Gay and like uh 99 Red Balloons yeah. and all that kind of stuff and it's like I just thought that I just like that juxtaposition that's always like hilarious End of the world me. apocalyptic stuff right it was all like kind of like that we and it's that. it's funny because like as soon as we were talking about that cuz I was yeah. talking about 99 Red Balloons and I said do you know the song Enola Gay uh, by OMD, and she's like, "Yeah, probably." And then, like, sh- like five minutes later, like they played it, which yeah. is really weird. And I was like, "Yeah, well, this song. This is what I was talking about." It up because that would probably be a logical song for it to come up next in the play playlist. Yeah, because there are certain songs that sound like the next song, and the, right. So you probably your subconscious was probably like, "I bet you Nola Gay is coming up." Maybe, but like that's I said, com- we- that's how computers are fucking really good uh, DJs. Yeah, it knows how many beats per minute. It knows all this, all kinds of shit about the song, and it knows what to put next. But it's because, but uh, that's always one of the examples that I give of like '80s music yeah. that it's like really poppy songs about the end of the world. Yeah. There was a lot of that, but that was kind of one of the main ones because we were in the Cold War, right? Yeah, yeah. and that's why it's like you know, yeah. you, it's we were not being the told, same. 
we were being told that the world could end at any minute. And it probably could have, but it wasn't going to. I served in the military during the very end of the Cold War, saw the fall of the Soviet Union. And once you start getting into the military-industrial complex, you realize that the Soviet Empire and the American Empire were kind of like in a... They were in a synergetic relationship. They kind of needed each other. And the Soviets were good. They were real good. They were real disciplined guys. They, they followed the orders that their commanders gave them. And their commanders were telling them, you know, hey, look, don't shoot anybody. You know, here, here's where the border is. Don't cross the border. That kind of shit. And, and a lot of it was in the sky, you know, too, you know. And, you know, the, the two sides would duel it out in aircraft, but they never shoot at each other. They're just waving dicks at each other, really. You know, I got you, bitch. Ah, ha, ha. And then they'd salute and fucking leave. Because both sides had to be real uh, professional or you could kick off a nuclear war. And... Uh, Oopsie. The Russians, the, the Russians, and the, the, the Russians, and just the Soviet Empire in general were professional guys. They were good, real good. Michelle Jarvis says, "I'm new. You are awesome. Well, thank you. Thanks and welcome." Sebastian says, "I thought 99 Red Balloons was about alien invasion. No, nah. no, it's actually about an accidental yeah. nuclear war. Yeah. Is what it's about. Like somebody, like a kid, is in the story of it. Like a kid releases." like, accidentally releases, like, a bunch of red balloons into the sky, and then, like, somebody sees it and thinks it's, like, a warning that, oh, shit, the other side well, launched the, nukes, so now we're gonna launch nukes. Well, the... That's the story, right? I don't really know the English version of the song too well, because the original is German. It's 99 red Luft balloons. It's 99 Luft balloons. Luft balloons. Luft balloons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and I pretty much... I like the German version better. That's the They're both one. good. That's when I grew up. I mean, it's the same chick doing yeah. them. It's not like somebody... Yeah. It wasn't like a Falco after the fire situation with right. Der Commissar with like right. another band doing the... Yeah, and the, the, German, the German Der Commissar is fucking great. I don't know. I like the English language one. The Falco one's good, too. Yeah. Poor old Falco. Didn't he get, didn't he get run over by a car or something? Yeah, some shit like that, yeah. Like, it was a long time ago. Yeah. I still like Rock Me Amadeus, like, completely un- unironically. Yeah. Yeah. But I... <laughs> <laughs> he had some good songs like he did one called what the fuck was the name of it? it was kind of like a slow song I think it was called Gene and uh, I had the single like way back in the day like back in the 80s or whenever the fuck that came out but that was like a good song um <laughs> yeah I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure like I don't know all the words I know most of the words but I'm pretty sure the story of it is that a kid releases a bunch of red balloon, 99 red balloons into the air and like somebody sees them like some high muckety muck sees them and thinks that that means it's like a signal that like the other people launch their nukes. So it's like, well, we have to launch our nukes because it's, it's on like it's popping off. So then the whole world is blown up. And then at the very end of the song, like the whole world is annihilated. And then there's like one red balloon, like fucking <laughs> like floating up into the sky, which always seemed like a very poignant image to me. You know what I mean? For like, like I said, for like a, a pop song that probably just like a lot of people dance to or like listen to on the radio or something and don't know what it means. That's what I think why 80s like new wave music is so funny to me because like a lot and like so cool is that it's like stealth depressing. Like it doesn't sound depressing. Like it sounds like really poppy and awesome and like you can just bop around to it in the car, like whatever. And then like, but if you actually listen to the lyrics, you're like, holy shit, (laughs) this is messed up. But yeah, it's like a lot of the songs are fucking like that. 
It's like, yeah, it's this poppy song called Enola Gay, and it's about, like, the fucking bombs being dropped on Nagasaki. <laughs> you know, it's like, that's fucked up. And it's like, and I and I love that. I just love that juxtaposition. Um, Falco predicted digital-only currency in Rock Me Amadeus. Oh, yeah. <sighs> I haven't heard that song in such a long time. What it... it Wait, did he do an English language version of that, or was there only a German version of Rock Me Amadeus? Now I can't remember. I, no, I think heard. there was a German version too. I think. Well, no, I'm saying I know the German version. Yeah. I don't know if there was. I mean, I'm sure that there was an English. Oh, you're thinking there's an English version? Yeah. Was there an English I don't know. version? I only know the German version. Uh, Mr. Eighty Eight said, "Yeah, listen to the lyrics of Little Girls by Oingo Boingo." Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, another that's one. Yeah. That's another good one. I yeah. like Oingo Boingo. Yeah, he's making fun of pedos. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah, but like I said, I kind of like that about the 80s, that it's just like these yeah. poppy songs about really dark shit. Danny Elfman's dad was a, a naval admiral, I think. He, he grew up kind of in a military family. He, uh, he knew what was up. I remember that fucking album, what was it, Nothing to Fear? Man, that was a fucking great album. Or it might have just been called Fear. I think it was called Nothing to Fear, I think. Mr. 88 said, also said, uh, every breath you take is like a soundtrack for stalking. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I remember seeing, I don't know why I remember this so vividly. It was but supposed I, to be. I remember, well, yeah. no, I remember seeing an interview with Sting. Yeah. Where he said that, um, he said, shit. he said that people get married to this song yeah, and he's, and like, he's what just the fuck like, are you talking about? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, he's like, that's not what that song is, but it's like, the no. song is like fucked up. It's about a stalker. Yeah. I mean, it's about a stalker. Yeah, it's, it's not romantic. It sounds romantic, just on the just superficially, and, and the beat of the music and the, the way it goes, it's nice heart, nice melody. But no, he's talking about a dude who wants total control over a woman. Total yeah. control. Almost yeah. possession. Everywhere you go. Yeah. Everywhere you. I'm watching you. Yeah. And fuck, That's State was scary. Like, she's like, I can't believe that shit because that was like totally uninten- unintended. Says that is a very unhealthy. Yeah, fucking thing, and it, it was supposed to be. That's a fucked up. So he came out with a response to that on a dream of the blue <laughs> turtles called "If You Love Someone, Set, Set Them Free." free. <laughs> yeah, so, and that became a hit too. It's another great song. That is a good song. Yeah. yeah, it's not as good as Every Breath You Take, but it's still pretty good. They're all good, man. The fucking police were good. The yeah. police were good, and, and some of Sting's solo stuff was good. That insufferable had... bitch, that insufferable motherfucker. He's not as insufferable as Bono. So. Yeah, Bono's much worse. I had Dream of the Blue Turtles. Um... But I think that was the last Sting album that I bought. Yeah. Zach says, um, by the way, this one's for Tom. I have an action movie idea about soldiers in a PMC rescuing someone. Figured you'd know how that shit works. In a what? PMC, he says. PMC. Uh, Yeah, I don't know that acronym. That must be newer than my time. We didn't have that in my time. I don't know what branch you're in. Uh, The Army didn't have that. So it's what now? It's, It's guys rescuing somebody in a PMC? Yeah. He's an idea he has for a movie, like an okay. action movie. Well, if he tells us, maybe he we can figure it out. He tells what he is, I don't know what you're talking about. Mr. 88 said, we were happy in the 80s. Well, obviously, I wasn't, but, you know, I'm just not a happy person in general. The only group that paid huge attention to lyrics was Satanic Panic Folk, and you know how that went. <laughs> I was, no, I'm a big lyric person, but not like, because, I, not like I was going to get, like, all offended about it, just because I'm, like, interested in lyrics, that's A why. lot of the satanic panic people, though, fucking totally misunderstood lyrics. Yeah, no shit. They would go into fucking Judas Priest and think it was fucking, Judas Priest songs and think it was satanic. There's nothing satanic about Judas Priest. Nothing. No. It was Leather Daddy shit. They, that's what they missed. 
They were fucking straight. They couldn't understand the lingo. He didn't know what the island of domination was. <laughs> they didn't know what Fire Island was. You know what I'm talking about? They didn't know what... I find it hard to believe that they didn't was. know what Fire Island was. I thought everybody well, knew no, what fi- just... what about the whole connotation of okay. Fire Island. The, look. There's Maybe a, it's just me. I give people too much fantastic, credit. Fantastic Judas Priest album back in the 70s. One of my favorite ones. It's called Sin After Sin. And on there is a is a fucking song called Raw Deal. And Raw Deal is about Rob going somewhere near Fire Island and he goes he, he makes us he makes the spike about nine o'clock on a Saturday. And he goes there and he says, All eyes were all eyes were on me as I walked into the bar. He says there were leather cops. Like, well, wait a minute, what? And then leather cops playing rough stuff. There was all kinds of shit. There was I mean, heavy bodies fucking gyrating to the action. They were flying. He was having. They were fucking him up. He was having an out of body experience to the whole thing. Just re- he never printed the lyrics because that that album didn't have any lyrics in it. People thought that fucking Rob Halford came out in the nineties. All right, no, Rob Halford came out in the fucking seventies. You just had to pay attention to the lyrics. He was never closeted. It's obvious. You just look at his performances. He's a leather daddy. Now, when I first tried to go through all those, I was a teenager. I couldn't quite grasp what he was talking about. But later, I was like, okay, yeah, I don't know what he's talking about. He's talking about the leather scene. Yeah, I mean, when you say it out loud, you're like, duh. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. (laughs) He made the spike. What else could he possibly be talking about? Yeah, they all looked at it. He said he smacked the... He says... Fucking the, the, said the bartender came up, came up a grinning, and I smacked the smile off his face and said, "Give me a bourbon." They were fucking. They played rough there, man. It's it's, it's bondage, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Mister Eighty Eight said, "I wrote out the lyrics to Van Halen's Panama on my book covers in third grade. I would bet yeah. I had less than fifty percent of the words correct." <laughs> yeah. I used to do that, but I was always very anal retentive about making sure I got the lyrics right. Because I would not have written lyrics on my book unless I was absolutely 100% sure what they were. Because I didn't want nobody, like, catching me out on that shit. Even though nobody that I went to school with hardly knew any of those songs anyway. So, I could have got away with it. But, you know, I wasn't going to let that <laughs> let that fucking fly. Zach says it stands for a private military contractor. Okay. Private military contractor saving somebody where? I, I forgot. I forgot the context. Soldiers at a private military contractor rescuing someone. Okay, figured, yeah. Figured you'd know how that shit works. Well, yeah. Well, um, that that is the same premise as um, Rambo. The fight continues, where those mercenaries went to go rescue re- rescue those people down in Myan- Myanmar, and fucking Rambo goes. And fucking, that's actually the best Rambo movie. It's I mean, that's one. the most like a horror movie. Yeah. So. I mean, if you like to see people get their heads blown off, which I Ram- do. Yeah, Rambo does then... a lot of cool shit. <laughs> then that's the one you want to watch. Yeah. <laughs> Rambo, the fight continues. The unrated version. Every time you say that, it always reminds me of Boggy Creek 2 and the legend continues. Yeah, the legend continues. <laughs> well, he was a wild man living out in the fucking forests of fucking, I am that fucking Thailand man. or whatever. <laughs> eating snakes and catching that's snakes. sure and... a man's kind of woman. He was a man's kind of woman. <laughs> he was a woman's kind of man. And then Rambo fucking comes. They call Boggy Rambo out of retirement. He even <laughs> fucking makes his own knife to do the mission. He starts fucking working on steel. Now he's got his... It's pretty good. Then he hooks up with the... 
mercenaries, is that South African mercenaries and mercenaries from all over. There's only like seven of them. A church hires them to, to rescue some church people that got some Christians, Christian missionaries that got captured in Myanmar. It's, it's a good one. Good one. Mr. 88 said, unless the lyrics were printed on the insert, lyrics were not readily available like yep. they are today. Yeah, that's yep. true. Um, I was always like really excited when I bought a cassette tape and I was like, please let the words be in it, please. And then it would fold out. But it's like when they weren't, I was like, fuck, now I'm never yeah. going to figure it out. Yeah. Rob, Rob was out back in the 70s, but his second album came out. It's just that you had to pay real close attention to those lyrics. He wasn't hiding the fact that he was gay. It's ridiculous to now to look at him and see what he was wearing. That is straight from the leather fetish scene, which was gay as shit. Yeah, yeah, it's just well, like I said, yeah. people weren't as they weren't savvy as savvy back then, that. right? But um, <laughs> I was gonna say that I even when I was back when I was um, listening to Bauhaus and stuff like that, and they didn't use they didn't put their lyrics in the albums usually. So I bought they actually had like a little lyric book. I think I still have it around here somewhere. And so I didn't actually know what they were saying most of the time. And so when I finally got the lyric book, I was like, oh, I was like really surprised because I was just like, man, that is not what I thought they were saying at all. Because their lyrics are pretty weird. Like, I don't think you'd be able to like guess them if you didn't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're, they don't make like, they're kind of, um, what's the word I want to use? Impressionistic, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Who? Which band? Bauhaus. Bauhaus, yeah. Well, yeah. also, what was more abstract abstract lyrics. is that's probably yeah. a better word their Ab lyrics were kind of abstract. the maximum abstract that i that i've encountered even to, to this day from a good band was skinny puppy skinny puppy's lyrics were just abstract as fuck they probably would take an article about a subject and cut the sentences out and then cut a bunch of sentences up throw most of them away put them in a fucking hat and then throw yeah. them down there well that was the thing in, that was the thing that a, a lot song of, out of that that a lot of kind of that type of band were doing yeah they were good. They were good. Real good. And then you had stuff like, when you said abstract lyrics, you have somebody like the Cocteau Twins, which... Yeah. Man, that was some sex music there, man. That was I like, gothic like, sex she, music. I'm sure she was saying something. Because like, sometimes yeah. you can pick a word out. She was crying, singing to the baby or something. <laughs> you can pick words yeah. out. So I think she is saying words. She's but saying I, stuff. Yeah. But I think a lot of it is just kind of like... Phonetic shit. Phonetics, but that was like yeah. Lisa Gerard, yeah, singing in fake languages and shit. But it sounded good, you know, from Deck and Dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds like Latin or something, but it's not a real language. Mister Eighty, it says. By the way, among its many firsts, the Beatles' Sgt. Pepper's" was the first album to include lyrics. I actually didn't know that. So you know, there's some good hmm. trivia there. Also, the first to be played beginning to end on the radio. Yeah, I had heard that, but I didn't know that it was the first one that had lyrics in it. Beatles were good, man. They were great. Well, I grew up listening to the Beatles because yeah. my dad was really into them. So it's like I I listened to the Beatles from probably birth. Yeah, they were good. And so I got really... And when I um, was learning to play the piano, that was, I think, the first song that I learned how to play on the piano, like at home, yeah. was Oh Blah Dio Blah Da. Yeah. And I might still remember how to play it. <laughs> I'm actually not sure. They were very it's been a long time. They were very talented. They were kind of like proto-prog rock in a certain way because they could just do anything. You never knew what they were going to sound like. Um, although I got to say, when it comes to just like hardness and grit, I'd give it to the Stones. I think the Stones... It's I like them both for different reasons. I, different. I like the They're Beatles different. more because yeah. I, they were more innovative. 
Um, and I liked, and I liked that you didn't know what to expect with them. Like yeah. they experimented with a lot of different yeah, genres, yeah, yeah. but they were still noticeably them. Like yeah. it was still, they still had their own style, but they experimented with a lot of different stuff. And I thought that was cool. Like they pulled it off. I thought the Stones were cool because they could just be almost gothic, like with painted black. You could almost have like a gothic rock sound to them, and it was just way, way ahead of its time. And then, um, then they would. The next thing you know, they'd do something that was fake country, fake country rock, like Wild Horses and shit. And he's yeah. doing fake Southern accents, um, singing about black girls and shit like that. It's just he was he was a trip. He could get away with that shit too. He was funny as fuck. Yeah, he could see if he'd dance, you know. He, dan- he danced fucking crazy. Uh, yeah, fucking Mick Jagger. I haven't seen that guy in a long time. He was an ancient old man back when I was still young. Well, shit, I remember... In the I 90s, remem- I saw him. He was dancing. He must have been 70 or something. I he remember was in the great. I remember in the 90s, they did, like, a big tour, and they were talking then about how fucking decrepit they were, like, and old they were, and they're, like, making just, like, oh, my God, $200, or however much the tickets were back yeah. then. Like, some ridiculous amount to see, like, all these old codgers, like, running around on yeah. stage. So it's, like, they were old back at the they fucking were old back 90s. The <laughs> it was, like, so funny that people were, like, talking about them. They're still fucking alive now. In 98... Well, most of them were still alive. In, in 98... Um, Mick Jagger and the Rolling Stones came out with a song that was really good, but I don't remember the name of it. There was a video for it and everything. He looked great. He was fucking dancing and everything. Um, and I was going like, how does an old dude, He, I think he was in his 70s then. I says, how's that old fucking dude, and then you, how's that old dude fucking looking that good and dancing like that? Now I would say that motherfucker was taking Winstrol. Winstrol and fucking Anavar and shit like that. That was the only explanation to have that amount of energy guy at that age couldn't do that go on tour and shit and then you look at what was his name Keith Richards is that his name Keith Richards yeah that motherfucker looked like he was pickled with formaldehyde he just <laughs> oh man <laughs> he looked like he was pickled in formaldehyde you remember the fucking shrunken head the, the shrunken apples they yeah 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 <laughs> I made those. I made some of those when I was a kid. That's what he looked like. To I wonder me, if, like, if there's like any young people in there. It's like, do they still make shrunken applehead dolls? <laughs> yeah, that's the way he that's looked. A, that's pretty old school. <laughs> he was on guitar and shit, and uh, they were doing good, man. He could play. And they're. I think they're all still alive, aren't they? Um. No. Fuck, well, no. One of them. Keith Richards alive? Yeah, Keith Richards is still alive. I think, isn't he? Mick Jagger's still alive for sure. Yeah. One of them's dead. We would but know if he had died. You would think. I mean, I don't really it, keep up, but... It's fucking impossible to believe that Mick Jagger outlived David Bowie. That is crazy. With all the shit that those dudes have done. It just fucking depends, <laughs> man. Some people can get away with all kind of crap and still live forever. Yeah, because I think heroin was... I think heroin, heroin was involved with those guys, too. They, they, Probably. They look like junkies to me. Yeah. I yeah. mean, they didn't get fat. No. Which is interesting. I think they were just slept... Like fucking vampires. Probably. Like shoot up and just sleep. <laughs> Mr. Wake me up when it's time to tour. Right. <laughs> I'm just going to sleep until then for yeah, a few yeah, months. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> uh, Mr. 88 says the Beatles are the best ever. They also invented the music video. When they stopped touring, they still wanted to present a performance to the public. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Larry and Creature said the Pretty Things are a really cool British invasion band. Way ahead of their time, the Stones took a lot of their style mm. from those guys. Jason says, I went to the Stones concert in Australia in 2014. They were good, but I bet they needed long recovery. Yeah, the drummer passed away. I knew one of yeah. them had died. 
Look, man, as as a fifty four year old dude, those dudes are doing steroids. It, yeah, of course, that's the only way. You couldn't you couldn't fucking tour. Like I said, the recovery period. If you did a long show like that, a fucking 70, 80-year-old dude, it would take him fucking weeks to recover. Now, if he ever did, I don't think he would recover. You can't work somebody that hard at that age. That's steroids. Rolling Stones are a blues cover band. Again, the or the Rolling Bones, he said. The Stones' first charting single was I Want to Be Your Man, written by Lennon-McCartney. Even the Stones' firsts were on the backs of the Beatles. Yeah, I kind of feel like the Stones are more like... They're more like a bar band that made good. You know what I mean? Because yeah. a lot of their songs were covers or were riffs on... And they were real simple. Right, right, right. Real simple. And, and there's catch. nothing wrong with that. No, like I they, said, a lot, a lot of punk rock is like that yeah. too, and I like that. But it's just kind of like... You know, I tend to like stuff that's like more innovative more, so that's why I always preferred the Beatles. There are some bands, though, that can just do the same thing over and over again and still be awesome. Like ACDC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. ACDC basically making the same album over and over again. They just fucking... <laughs> They're like, why and change it? Fuck it. Everybody likes it. Yeah. <laughs> and ACDC was good, man. Because if they did Perfect. something different, everybody would cry. So, They're like, you know. oh, man, I'm doing that. They never You're really... not good anymore. In the time that I listened to them, I haven't heard anything real recent from them, but in the time I was listening to them all throughout the all throughout the 80s and parts of the 90s, they didn't have a bad album. And and you could instantly recognize it. They were they were branded, you know what I mean? You were just, yeah, that's ACDC. They were good. Yeah, I kind of feel like that's... It's one of those things. You can either decide you're going to be one of those bands that it's just like, well, we're going to have a sound and we're just going to stick to that forever. Yeah. Um, you know, which is one way to go. Or you're going to be like, well, we just want to do something different every time. Right. Which is, I think that's a harder road to hoe, actually, because you kind of have to reinvent yourself every time. So it's much harder. But when you can, when you're successful at it, I think, like, artistically, you're probably a lot better. But I'm not complaining about bands that are just like, hey, we're gonna, just going to do the same shit over and over, because, like, I don't blame you. You know what I mean? It's, it, hard. It, it's hard coming up with new well, shit. Well, you can look at Iron Maiden. And really, Iron Maiden was only good for their first, like, five or six albums. I liked the first two Paul Diano albums. And then as they went, they would try to do the same things, and it would sound stale. And then they'd try something new, and it would sound fucked up. And then they'd go back <laughs> to the way they were, and it sounded stout and stale again. Metallica just destroyed Iron Maiden. They never really recovered from the invention of Metallica. There's something about... Something about Iron Maiden is that they could not get that thrash sound right. Yeah, they couldn't. They could not modernize. And there was some about. I'm going to say that Iron Maiden was the first gothic metal band. There was something kind of gothic about them. The first two albums were kind of like punk, power metal, punk metal, punk rock metal. And then it went, but with, with like Number of the Beast and fucking Peace of Mind and Power Slave, there was something gothic about it gothic metal and that's really fucking what made them great and every time they tried to come out of that mold the fans wouldn't like it and they never really could capture the energy of the f of the first three like little gothic metal albums I didn't like Seventh Son or the Seventh Son or anything. I didn't like any of that shit I mean it was okay but it's just you could, I could tell it was getting real stale well, I should. I can argue. Even too, though they are a brilliant band, right? But, but it's, their, it's their early stuff. 
and it was in time. Although I showed that shit to Soph, Soph loved it. She listened to every one of their albums and then came back and go, yeah, you're right. It's only really like the first five albums are good. It start, it gets stale and becomes very much kind of the same thing over and over again. Like I, I listened to Book of Souls. It sounded good. It sounded like something off a of peace of mind. But then I was real, I'm listening to it and go, you know what? This is the same old shit. <laughs> this is the same old shit. This is kind of boring. Mr. 88 said, yes, a reporter made a dig at Malcolm Young from ACDC, asking why they made the same album 13 times. Yeah, yeah. He responded, you are wrong. We have made the same album 14 times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was no reason to change it. Well, that's what I mean. It's no just kind of like what... And the thing about it, too, is that if you got a good thing going... Yeah. Then you probably shouldn't change it. And I kind of feel like, too, sometimes it's better to stick with what you like. If you like to do that and you like that to be your whole shtick... Then don't change it. Yeah. I kind of feel like sometimes you get in a thing where it's like your band, it's like, oh, well, everyone's doing this now, so maybe yeah. we should try to do that, even though yeah. you don't really want to do that, yeah. or you're not really good at that, or that's not really in your wheelhouse. It's like, just do what you want to do. Yeah. ACDC, ACDC was about getting drunk. If you want to get drunk to rock music, put on fucking Flick of the Switch, or fucking Back in Black, and get hammered to that. It, it'll make perfect sense that album makes perfect sense when you're just fucking loaded uh, and that's that whole band is like that it's just let's, let's get drunk it's not sophisticated at all and that's it's strength that could play in any bar you could play that down at the fucking biker bar here the oasis they they jam out to that right alongside country and they would they would because oh, they know that one it just it's a very universal kind of rock sound and there's not many bands that have perfected that. Well, I was thinking about the whole thing where, because I know that particularly in the 80s, when all the kind of like new wave and synth pop stuff started happening, I know that like kind of a lot of older bands, like that had been around in the 70s, but were kind of getting a little long in the tooth. A lot of them were like, maybe we should like do this whole synth pop thing. And then it just like didn't work out so good. I was thinking about this the other day because I was at work and the guy was playing just like a random playlist and that terrible, horrible, no good, awful song. We built this city by starship yeah. came on and I hadn't heard that song in a really long time, but so I'm listening to it. One, what the fuck are they even talking about? Like what the, what do those lyrics even mean? Are they having a stroke? I don't know. I'm like listening to the lyrics going, this makes absolutely no sense. I wish somebody could explain what these lyrics mean why they, they just pulled these straight out of their anal cavity. They pulled them out of ass. I mean, yeah. they don't make any sense at all. I don't even know what they're talking about. The mystery. So, but the thing about it is that they, you know, Jefferson Airplane used to be a good band. Yeah. And then they're, uh, yeah. And then, like, yeah. the 80s came along, and they're like, oh, we're going to do this, like, cheesy synth pop thing. And that yeah. really, really, um, that really wasn't ideal. Most people know them from that era. Thankfully. From, from, from Thankfully. That. Now, because man, that song is terrible. Mister Eighty Eight says that uh, he didn't really like Iron Maiden, uh, but he did like the cover art, especially the Killers, co uh, the, the Killers cover art. Actually, Killers is Iron Maiden's best album, and that's a Paul Diano album, his second one. Um, but they couldn't take him on tour; he he had a drug problem. But uh, that's the best Iron Maiden album. It's just fucking. It's just a great mi mixture of kind of this punk rock metal with a really hot psychedelic kind of sound to it I must say that 
Paul Diano's voice, his tone is, I would say, sexy, really. Um, and Bruce Dickinson wasn't. And Bruce was great, but he just did not have that kind of fucking bad boy kind of fucking heat to his fucking voice. If you listen to that album, it's just like real good. Um, now, that's the best Iron Maiden album, if you ask me. The best Bruce, Bruce Dickinson album, though, would probably have been Peace of Mind. If not that, Power Slave. It kind of was kind of like a toss-up. They're both great, but I just got a real soft spot for peace of mind. I thought that was really good. Now, somebody else mentioned that Black Sabbath probably did the the, uh, the first gothic metal. I, uh, I don't really think so, because the first Black Sabbath album was really more like a really heavy, dark Mississippi Delta blues mixed with rock metal. It was good. Um, uh, and they also had a lot of psychedelic overtones. They kind of compared, in some ways, to kind of like an evil version of Jimi Hendrix. So I wouldn't say gothic, no. But I know what you mean, though. It does kind of have a... To me, I would say not so much gothic, more kind of like black metal. More like black metal than gothic metal. Okay. Jason said, I remember Kiss was good early days, but in the 80s they turned into a disco sound. Uh, Kiss was the Kiss was a uh, Kiss was run by Gene Simmons, and Gene Simmons was like, Why should I why should I sell you a, a, an album with a bunch of hits on it when I can sell you ten albums each with one hit? Yeah. It was like that. Um, and then a bunch of other shit I farted bunch, out. Yeah, and then like, <laughs> and then like why don't I sell you a belt buckle? Why don't I sell you fucking some lunch boxes? Why don't I sell you, you know, it, it was more about merchandise. Not going to lie, my brother had that Kiss lunchbox. Not going to lie. Kiss had, for the 70s, Kiss had awesome looking merchandise. It looked cool they as did, shit yeah. for the fucking 70s. <laughs> Their album covers were fucking badass. That Destroyer <laughs> album cover, when I was in third grade, we saw that shit. We are like, what the fuck? Look how awesome that shit is, man. Fucking Gene Simmons with his tongue. And I'm like, is his tongue really that long? And the little kids would be like, yeah, it is. It's that long. His tongue is like a two feet long, and it's forked. You know, what I mean? it rolls uh, out like a red yeah, rolls carpet. it out. And I'm like, how's that possible? And you can possible? walk on it. Yeah, <laughs> he's part lizard. You know. <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> he's one of the reptilians. Yeah. Somebody's talking about Hawkwind. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Lemmy Kilmister from Motorhead was in that band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had a damn hippie chick running around naked and shit. They had a couple of good songs that I remember listening to when I was young, but I haven't heard any of their stuff in a long time. It was now that I think about it. It was, it was all right. I really liked. Uh, I liked Motorhead a lot. That first I guess album. Everybody likes Motorhead. Yeah. <laughs> that first album on Parole has a bunch of fucking good good songs on it. Iron Horse, which is like an ultimate British biker song. Um, no, I was uh, fucking Lemmy was he was he was a god. Motherfucker was a god. Um, and everybody liked him. He's a nice guy. He hung out at the Viper Room a lot, just get drunk, and talking about tanks. He loved fucking World War II uh, weaponry. Tanks, aircraft, he knew everything. Ally, allied aircraft, and Axis aircraft, he, he knew, and, and tanks. Mostly tanks, I think he liked. Larry says, yeah, Stacia was the naked hippie chick on stage dancing with Hawkwind. Yeah, yeah. And then Mango said, to be honest, who has not been in Hawkwind? <laughs> yeah. Lemmy started off as their roadie, I think. And then ended up being in that band. 
then I think he went to another band for a while, and then he became, and then he did his own with uh, Motorhead. There's a lot of good interviews with Lemmy and Filthy Animal Taylor and who's the other guy? Fast Eddie Clark. And they are just constantly taking the piss out of fucking Lemmy about stealing his girlfriends and everything. Fucking Phil Taylor fucking stole his girlfriend. <laughs> and it's funny to see dudes that are so tight that they could just fuck with each other about stealing. Yeah, and I stole her. I stole her girlfriend. I stole his girlfriend. <laughs> Funny shit, man. You know that's your bro when you put up with that shit. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the thing. It's like because you know you've known them so long, and it's like so you yeah. know they're not doing it like to be mean or anything yeah. like that. That's why you can really only yeah. fuck with people that you yeah are really really no, close I, to. Like I that. detected nothing but just love. Yeah, between those those. those well, that's groups. what's so funny about yeah. it. It's like they sound like they're constantly like sniping, but you can tell that yeah. it's very good nature. Yeah, they were they were those those dudes. It's were not all, mean. They spirited. were all brothers, really. Right. Fucking. Well, like I said, that's kind of the thing where really only you can talk to other people like that with yeah you know well it's like a military unit that's the way military guys are if they've been in service together especially if they go through basic training together just that constant fucking ball breaking well i mean that's kind of like what like if you like for example like if you have siblings that are really yeah. close like me and my sister and my brothers and stuff like that i mean we yeah. can say like fucked up shit to each other yeah. all the time and we just like it's fine yeah. you know what i mean <laughs> yeah just because you know because it's true <laughs> one it's true two you can't really retaliate and yeah it's funny anyway fuck yeah and it's funny anyway <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's what I mean and you don't mean it like I said yeah. you don't mean it like in a mean spirited way yeah. everybody's fucked up everybody's got yeah. problems you know what I mean it's fine Hugo said I was gonna dress up as Lemmy last Halloween with prosthetics and all that but had to work oh well yeah. like, that would be a good costume actually that would be a good costume I don't think I ever saw anybody dress as Lemmy you should dress up as Lemmy in his cut off shorts have you ever seen that fucking photo yeah, I've seen then he got cut off shorts. And they were cut in a V, like they're like like chick shorts with his ass hanging out of the back. Well, I kind of feel like and he didn't think there was anything strange about it. Well, everybody and they were busting his balls. Over everybody wore but that was the seventies, right? Eighties uh, when he had that shit. Well, 80s. okay, seventies all around. Yeah, but I kind of feel, well in the seventies and eighties, like dudes yeah. wore like super short super shorts, short, and like shorts. nobody. Yeah. Really said wearing, anything about well, it. I mean, that, that was just ten, kinda... He was wearing that shit ten years out of date. Oh, okay. And, well. and playing video games and those things, and they'd come up and like your shorts, dude. And he's like, "Yeah, it's hot out here." <laughs> it's like, aren't they squishing your scrotum? Or <laughs> I mean, yeah, that would yeah. be funny. But yeah. Um. All right. So it's nine o'clock. Oh, it's time to go. So I well, yeah, and don't yeah. brush me because I still got to get dressed, no, and I don't, time. and I don't know what I'm gonna wear. Take your time. But um. Yeah, I'd probably... I was going to get another drink, but I guess not. No, nah, we'll drink when we get there. All right. Um, Mr. 88 said, If you dress as Lemmy, you could have a child pair with you as Lemmy's mole. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so awesome. Yeah, Hugo says, Tom, I'm going to look for that pig. It's out there. Let Lemmy in his cut-off shorts. I mean, yeah, yeah, I kind of feel like that'll yeah. probably come up. Okay. All right, so we will be back on sunday and we will finally finally be talking about black hawk down because i guess yeah. we're gonna watch it tomorrow night and then we'll talk about it on sunday because louis sent it to us and we have been looking forward to watching it we just hadn't had time yet so yeah that's what we're gonna do uh so hopefully you guys had a good time hanging out with us tonight and we'll see you guys again on sunday good night <laughs>